Art of the Kickstart, episode 88. Welcome to the theartofthekickstart.com, where entrepreneurs are constantly pushing the envelope to build businesses of greatness. Inventors are innovating, creating the products of the future, and backers stand strong for what they believe. These are some of the great thinkers, inventors, and leaders of our time. Here are their stories. Today's Art of the Kickstart podcast is brought to you guys by eFulfillmentService.com, the company that actually has experience helping crowdfunders make it happen. Guys, launching a Kickstarter campaign isn't exactly easy. That's why the majority of Kickstarters fail, despite how hard interns work. I put together a free six-step email mini course to try to eradicate this evil issue and help inventors and entrepreneurs everywhere. If you guys go to artofthekickstart.com slash checklist, you can get the new and improved six-step guide that's going to walk you step-by-step through making your Kickstarter, your crowdfunding campaign happen. Check it out, artofthekickstart.com slash checklist, and make your crowdfunding dreams happen. Hey guys, welcome to Art of the Kickstart. Today we're recording this on Christmas Eve Eve, two days before Christmas, and we've got an awesome special for you guys planned. Today, Lucy Brown is coming from Lumo, a company that's trying to stop bikers from getting smashed by cars everywhere. Thank you for coming today, Lucy. No problem. No problem at all. So I got to give a shout out to a personal friend who made a connection. And that's really what entrepreneurship is about, connections. But Lucy, let's jump into you guys. Life story? Actually, no. Life quote. What do you live by? I suppose my quote that I've always lived by is feel the fear and do it anyway. Feel the fear and do it anyway. I don't remember who said that. I love that one. I'm not sure, to be honest. I read it as a a hero of mine, Kate Walsh, who's actually a hockey player. Um, That was her favorite quote, and it's stuck with me since I read it about 10 years ago. And it's so true. If you're not doing something that you're uncomfortable with, if you're not getting outside your comfort zone, you're not doing anything important. You're not living an actual life. And I think you guys are living a pretty kick-ass life right now. I mean, You're building an awesome business with Lumo. What's the story behind this? What's your background, Lucy? So myself and my partner, Doug, actually, we we, uh, originally worked at Red Bull for five or six years. And in that time, we gained a lot of experience in kind of sales and marketing and how to to market a product effectively. And we uh, always cycled to work. And we could never find a product to wear, either of us, that wasn't too tight, kind of lycra, too bright in high vis or are simply not built for the bike which in London especially can be a problem because you would more often than not turn up to work soaked wet through if you wore a normal jacket so we wanted to create something for city cyclists that they could wear into work or to the pub that was comfortable visible and stylish and the stylish bit's really important we wanted something that you could just turn turn off the the visibility element of the jacket it would then become a normal a normal garment to wear in your everyday life. So that's kind of the background to Lumo. It all stemmed from a problem, a personal problem um, that we wanted to fix. And we quit our jobs back in um, December. And we've been working for the last year to create Lumo. When do you decide to quit your job? When's it time? Uh, it's, a, it's a difficult question. I suppose when the idea starts to take over your mind. So you can't get on with your everyday do you wake up having dreams about limo oh yes in fact um i keep a notebook by my bed because i can't often sleep thinking about what needs to be done or ideas coming into your head so um yeah it's a (laughs) it's a good problem to have i suppose to be kind of consumed with your company 
Yeah, and I think you guys are doing something amazing. You check out like cyclists everywhere. They always look like gooms or schmucks. They've got either the super tight pants on or they're like absolutely yellow, like Lance Armstrong all up in here. You guys decide to do something a little bit different. How do you know that it'll work? How do you start testing this with backers? We originally started with friends. So we quickly realized that we weren't the only ones that would that would buy something like like Lumo if it, if it was available. Uh, and then we did a, a series of focus groups with people that we didn't actually know and asked them questions around whether or not they would be interested in buying Lumo. The simple answer is you don't know until you until you launch. But the feedback that we had from trade, we took a product into a lot of bike shops, um, has been so, so positive, overwhelmingly positive, actually. So that was a real, I guess, boost for us in the tipping point when we saw completely impartial people their reaction to the idea was um, was really positive, so that was nice for us. The tipping point, are you a Malcolm Gladwell fan? <laughs> I am indeed. What's your business background before this? I know you said that you both were working at Red Bull. Did you have any experience with entrepreneurship starting anything? I didn't. So I was a Red Bull girl through and through from the days I left uni. Doug, my fiancé, he was a consultant, so he had his own consultancy a few years back. So he had a small amount of experience, but really for us, this is a first in terms of, you know, wanting to do it for the rest of our lives and make a real successful business that we live and breathe by. So, Congratulations. That is awesome. Thanks. You guys are engaged. You're clearly going to fund this campaign. You've already raised 33,000 pounds and you're more than halfway there. Tons of time left and it's the holidays. Everything is going your way right now, Lucy. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Fingers crossed. It's looking positive. We're happy. But that's not always how it works. There's always some challenges. What are some of the issues you guys have had leading up to this? Leading up to it, I mean, before you start a Kickstarter campaign, the, before you get your head into Kickstarter mode, it's about making sure the product is is there. So, um, you know, is absolutely 100% quality tested. Um, you, you know, this industry, you do have problems with finding suppliers or finding the right fabrics, or obviously we needed to source the lights for our jackets. So that side of things, dealing with suppliers and making making sure we've got the product bang on was one headache. And then as soon as that side of things is sorted, you go into Kickstarter mode, which is in terms of problems, it's really about, for us, the main problem, not so much a problem, but the thing that we had to constantly push for is getting the media attention overseas because we know that the majority of our backers would come from the U.S., and that's where if we could if we could get coverage over there, then of course, then uh, things start to snowball. So that, that's been our biggest challenge, I suppose. Yeah, give me a breakdown of that. I mean, everybody knows it kind of sucks to crowdfund in Europe. It's significantly harder. At least you're in the UK. So that is one advantage. But what do you do as a European company to overcome that? I think putting prices in dollars is obviously important. I mean, pound, there's, a, there's a big variance in the exchange rate. So making sure that you're consistent with the, uh, the rate that you use to attract American customers uh, or for overseas customers, sorry, not just American. How else do we overcome that? I guess it's networking. So making sure that, um, networking can come from the most obscure of sources. So a friend knows a friend who knows someone that works in a certain magazine. And it's really about chasing up on all of those leads and making sure that particularly overseas, we, we follow through on those kind of things. It's, it's obviously a bit more difficult because being based in the UK, we can't get over there and meet people and build that personal relationship that you can um, face-to-face. But um, so far, so good for us. Friend knows a friend, right? And now this podcast is happening. 
Speaking exactly. of which, got to talk to you after. Got some great people I think you should talk to biking-related Kickstarters. But back to you guys. I think one of the challenges you had to have, this is a clothing-based product, but you're throwing electronics in there. That doesn't happen often. What kind of issues do you have with getting this produced? The problem, the difficulty we had was incorporating the lights into the fabric in a way that they'd still be seen, they'd still be highly visible, but they would be completely um, invisible when they weren't switched on. So we tried to, we had a few problems with making, finding the right fabric to use. The other was um, making sure that the lights themselves were waterproof. So this, the jackets and bags needed to be washable. And so we've coated them in a silicon tubing, which allows you to do that, which uh, we've worked, we've been lucky to work with the best wearable tech company, one of the best wearable tech companies in the world. So they were expert on this and we took their lead, but integrating it into the jacket, we work with a, another factory who specialises in sports and technology. So we've been, we've been helped by the best, should I say, and we've been lucky that it's, it's worked out very nicely and um, we haven't got any problems in terms of the integration right now, but it was a... It was a journey, Matt. Oh, I imagine. When is it time to get help from the best? When do you have to suck it up and do it yourself? How do you decide as an inventor, an entrepreneur? <laughs> Good question. I think time is a, is a so precious to entrepreneurs and how you spend it. And you make sure that if it's, excuse the French, but getting shit done, that would be down to us. So if it's, um, you know, meetings, emails, design that I can control but when it becomes technical and it becomes something that's fundamental to the way your product functions you really need people that that know their craft and are experts in it to make sure that you don't make mistakes because the last thing that I'd want would be a customer and that doesn't get the product that they they thought they were getting or it breaks you know a couple of weeks into them getting it so that's really where um like I said we we deliberately chose experts but uh if it's everyday work I mean we uh yeah, we've, I'm sure anyone that's listening to this that's an entrepreneur themselves knows that you'll become your own marketeer, your own accountant, your own <laughs> legal team in certain cases. So, um, yeah, it's very varied. Does that answer your question? I've kind of mumbled along there a little bit. So. No, it's okay. You're British. I found that British people like to mumble along. Everyone loves <laughs> what they're saying. And at the end, it just seems like everything came out perfectly. You did a great <laughs> job of that. So where are you guys headed next? You've got 23 days left in this campaign. Yeah. What happens after you guys fund, not just for fulfilling the products, but long-term vision? Where is Lumo going? Long-term, we want to be about integrating technology subtly into stylish clothing. So we would like to, in the future, make energy harvesting clothing. So imagine a day where you can cycle and just by having your jacket on you can charge your phone and and your lights will charge themselves through your body heat that kind of stuff is what we we kind of we're excited by and we think that the sort of person that likes our first sort of range the london collective would be interested in something along those lines too so we'll be working hard to innovate as soon as we fully launch sounds like you guys will be back to kickstarter that's awesome <laughs> yes let's jump into the launch round now how's that sound lucy if you're a solo founder or you're building a business on the side, you don't have that time that it takes to ship out all those Kickstarter and Indiegogo campaign rewards to your backers. It just takes absolutely forever. If you want help with that, work with eFulfillmentService.com, the company that's sponsoring Art of the Kickstart, that's helped campaign creators for way too long. They know what they're doing. They're great at helping small startups 
and e-commerce companies do what they need to do, get those products out to their backers, to their customers. Check them out, artofthekickstart.com slash EFS. Welcome to the launch round, where we take our guests through a series of rapid-fire questions geared towards unlocking the inner inventor and entrepreneur in all of us. Get ready to blast off and unlock your inner potential. Let's do this. So, Lucy, my first question for you. This is Art of the Kickstart. What crowdfunding projects have you most enjoyed? Most enjoyed, found most beneficial, I've twisted the question a little bit, would be Soma. Soma? Okay. Why why Soma? Did you steal their hacking Kickstarter guide? Because that is phenomenal on Tim Ferriss' (laughs) blog. Yes, we'll put a link to that. Yeah, I can't really recommend that enough to anyone that's starting a Kickstarter campaign. It has everything you need to do in terms of making your life a hell of a lot easier. Because when you start Kickstarter, you're going to be pimping yourself out, basically. Your personal networks will be hugely important to the success of your campaign. And that blog expertly tells you how to go about the planning in a way that makes it very simple and easy in comparison to how it could be. So that, in terms of usefulness... Products that I like, I think Kobe is brilliant. That's live on Kickstarter at the moment. Oh, yeah, we just that. case studied those guys. Yeah, I read that on your site. It's a brilliant product, and as a cyclist, then it's it's definitely something that I like. I uh, like the concept of, so I back that. So yeah, those two those two stick out for me at the moment. You should get some cross promotion going with Kobe. So you're doing this, and you said you liked Malcolm Gladwell. Are there any other entrepreneurial business or life role models that you've had? People that have influenced you. Richard Branson, I've read his books. I'm, I, that's probably a, a textbook answer to that question, but he's got an incredible charisma and energy about him to succeed. And, you know, he's not afraid of people not liking him or using himself as, a, I guess, he is virgin. And I like his philosophy. You know, he says that entrepreneurship is all about turning what's excite, what excites you in life into capital so you can do more of it and move forward with it, which is really nice because. I mean, we love cycling, and that's why we, we launched this product. And it does help. You're going to spend your life investing in, into a project that you enjoy. It sounds stupid, but I'm sure there are people that have set up businesses that they don't particularly enjoy. Absolutely. I know the co-working space I'm at now. Like, I love what I'm doing. I'm helping crowdfunders as a consultant, as a podcaster, just make their dreams happen. But some people are doing the lamest things. I don't know how you go through that. That's my question. Passion or profit? How do you balance the two? It's a good question, and I want to answer it honestly. <laughs> it has to start with a passion, and you have to turn that passion into a, into a profit. So obviously, we're in business to, to make money, but you're much more likely to make money if you have a passion for something. So the time and effort that it requires to get something perfect and to do and to innovate in a space that's already very congested, you have to love it. You have to love it and you won't make money. You'll be found out later down the line if you're doing something that you don't love. So it's not either. It's both. But you got to have it in that order. Passion's passions where it comes from. That's where it's coming from for you guys. My next mm. question for you, Lucy, let's say I give you an unlimited budget. What would you want to build? What problem would you solve? Wow. Yeah, you weren't ready for this one, were you? I weren't. Yeah, that's a curveball you've just thrown at me. <laughs> an unlimited budget. What problem would I solve? Hmm. I definitely do. I think I'd, it would have to be safety on the bike. I mean, there's, I'd, I like what the guys at Hobding have done with the uh, helmets that are disguised as scarves. And they inflate when you, they sense when you're falling off a bike and they inflate. I'd want to do something in that space. So just uh, same field, 
but I'd want to make more safety products that could actually save lives that look stylish. With a particular product, I don't know. I have to think and get back to you. Oh, no worries. Not a problem. It's always interesting to look at those ridiculously out there questions. But let's jump back to you guys now. Let's go back to this business, this startup. So you guys have 23 days left. You've Mm -hmm. launched and done super successful so far. What are you pushing on? What are you hammering home to finish strong on this campaign? Of course, we've we've timed our campaign to fall at a, probably the least busy time of year for Kickstarter in terms of traffic. So December, any blog that you read tells you not to launch in December, but it was the right time for us. And actually, uh, what January... Made right, what made it the right time? Because I was going to call you out on that part. <laughs> yeah, simply that we we wanted to originally launch in November, but we didn't have the product in time. The product wasn't ready. If we had waited till January we felt that we would have missed people buying Christmas presents. So, I mean, December is a bit of a double-edged sword. There is one argument that says there's not as much traffic going through the site, which is true, but people are actually off work and have time on their hands. And we have found that, that even today, sorry, yesterday, we had quite a few backers simply that then got in touch with us and said, oh, I'm now off work. I can now back you. So that's awesome. What was the original question? I'm waffling again. No, it's okay. <laughs> waffling is always good. We love waffles here. <laughs> so you guys have done that. What have you learned from what you've done so far? Let's say you were going to launch again. What would you do differently outside the December thing? I would have seeded the product to the press earlier. We weren't lucky enough to be able to do that because we didn't have the product in the country for long enough before the Kickstarter campaign launched. But I think it would for anyone that's planning a Kickstarter campaign, if you've got product, I would pick 10 target influencers in the media whether that's bloggers or website owners, and I would meet with them early, explain your concept, even if your product isn't 100% ready, get their feedback and get their buy-in so that when you do come around to launch, it's not a cold press release. And journalists get thousands of them through their doors. So I'd, I'd definitely make sure I made that personal contact earlier. Yeah, because no one wants to open just a spam junk email from someone they don't know. And you've been an awesome guest to have on here, Lucy. I got one last question before I let you go. And that's... Shoot, I froze for a sec. My last question. (laughs) Let's say you had one piece of advice for inventors, entrepreneurs out there. What would you tell them? Stop thinking about doing it and just do it. So that means you've had that idea in the back of your head for ages. You think, oh, once I've finished this job or once I have got this thing sorted, forget that. Take the plunge. If you are 100% behind your idea, um, and it'll be the best decision you ever made. And even if it doesn't work out, it's still the best decision you ever made because you're out of your job. You have to fail a certain amount of times to be a successful entrepreneur and you're doing something you love. It's a win-win, just a small little lose kind of situation. Thanks for coming on today, Lucy. You've been awesome. Where's the best place for people to find you? You've got the Kickstarter campaign. Tell us a little bit about that. Where's your site? What's the deal? Yep. So if you just type Lumo into Kickstarter, you can find all of our product information and, and you can back us there. Um, you can get jackets and bags starting from 150 pounds. Um, and uh, following our Kickstarter launch, it's www.lumo.cc. So um, do check us out and uh, we'd be very interested to get any feedback from, from anyone that's listening on what they think of our products. Guys, if you're a biker that doesn't want to look like a tool or you've got friends and you don't want them to get hit while they're biking, check out Lumo. This is an awesome product. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I guess this is going to come out after the holidays, but thanks, Lucy, for sharing a little bit of the holidays with us. 
And everybody, have an awesome new year. Thanks, Lucy. Thank you. Hey guys, I'm your host, Matt Ward, and I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Art of the Kickstart, where we believe inventors, innovators, and entrepreneurs are changing the world and bringing humanity forward into the future. If you liked the ideas in this episode, or you're interested in learning more about crowdfunding and how to kill it with your own Kickstarter campaign, you can check out more at artofthekickstart.com. And if you've been listening to the show, love the episodes, but you're not subscribed, that's got to change. You can go to artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher and get the episodes delivered magically to your phone. And if you like the show, I would love you forever if you leave a review on iTunes. It helps more aspiring inventors and creators out there find the show and find the information they need to kill it on Kickstarter. Until next time, thanks for tuning in, guys, and have an absolutely epic day.